everyone, welcome to this week's Beyond the Scare, a brand new horror podcast that will go beyond the scare to talk about all things that make you scream from film to TV to music and more. And this week is a very exciting one. We're kind of keeping on a, not a musical edge, but there's a musical version of this that we'll talk about later. But we're moving on to a film this week that you may know if I go, do-do-do-do. I don't really know if the clicking works there, but we're, we're hoping the clicking might work. So if you can hear click, click, if not, click, click with me after. Do, 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 snap, snap, do, 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 snap, snap. Yes. But I am joined by a very dear friend of mine. It's Mr. Fab. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Just getting there, getting there. How are you coping mm. with it, the new lockdown? I mean, okay, so in all honesty, I've been self-isolating for like, I was self-isolating since the 1st of November. So yesterday was actually my first day out of my self-isolation. So for me, I'm fantastic. I'm like free, but obviously we're in this other lockdown now. So it's it's a strange place I find myself in currently, but it's okay. It's okay. At, least you're, at least you're getting there. That's the thing. Like you're, you're keeping yeah. it positive thought and a positive um outlooking things that's the that's the good part about it um, at this precise moment in time yeah sure that's what's exactly and yeah. the, the sad thing is that you all won't get to see it, obviously because this is an audio podcast um but our, our macarena this is my macarena sister we, we we can macarena to any song that you put on we have we, we we could if if you could physically see us we could play the adam's family theme tune and macarena to it um, but easily leave, yes. easily but we'll leave that moment for you all to imagine in your heads and to think do you know what the next time they do a show together they might just perform the macarena to the adams family you never know never know what could happen in life i mean i would fully be down for it i'm not gonna lie <laughs> just do a full entire a full entire mix here is um, a variation of six songs what you can do we're just going to macarena to them all i think that would actually be very funny because it would be like, no it would be if you it just started be. out with the macarena and you did the whole actual macarena and then you went into yeah, the next yeah, yeah. Jump. every time you jumped around it was a new song but you still just or like, the macarena. or like if the beat was like building 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 and then it drops it and then like oh then we just go straight into, oh ideas 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 okay. this is something that is like we need to make it happen though like thinking of that it's like <laughs> this can't not not happen in this one no, it's you true. You all need to it's be blessed true. with that feeling and that that macarena realness. I mean, I've macarenaed to my chemical romance before on stage, so it can be done. Follow your dreams, kids. Exactly. Never give up. If you don't think you can dance, you know what? You can. You just do the you macarena. You can macarena. It is not hard. It's a, it's a whole... One, two, three. If I can do it, you can do it. Like about 15 moves in a way since I had to yeah. <laughs> I was like, one, two. Yeah. But you can do it and you can, I nearly said you can do it and you can be in cute, but I don't know why that was, it was, it was a sense that just happened. <laughs> it's one of those, it's like one of those bloody signs in the, in like these shops and dream, believe, achieve. You can macarena to every song. That's merchandise people that you think you need in your life and you do. Might think you don't, but you do. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be so funny. <laughs> Believe, achieve Macarena. Oh my God, that's it. That's it, done. That's it. That will go, goes really well with my aesthetic too, so. 
<laughs> oh. Oh, but to start off, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself then? Apart from that, you're my Macarena sister, and <laughs> and also if you're wanting something a, a little bit off topic from the Adams family, um, she is also my Elphaba to my Glinda, which you can check out our cover of What Is This Feeling on my YouTube channel or my Instagram. So go check it out. Go have some fun. But tell them all who you are and a little bit about yourself. Okay, hi, I'm Misty Fi. It is a pun. Uh, well, not a pun, you know, Mr. Misty Fi, Mr. Fi, whatever. Um, I am based in the West Midlands in England, um, sort of somewhere between Birmingham and Wales. So there's that. Um, I've been doing drag for about just over two years now. And I co-run a show in Manchester with my darling friend Glitter King called Glitterfy um, in Lock 91 in Deansgate. So when life gets back to normal, we shall be there monthly with that. Um, I like cats a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> like the ideal situation for me is a cat in one hand and a gin in the other hand like <laughs> that but then if you had the cat and a gin in each hand you wouldn't be able to macarena I, I would bitch I would <laughs> I'd find a way I'd find a way if someone ever actually watched your special talent I can macarena with a cat in one hand and a gin in the other you do yeah you try it I mean Britain's got talent <laughs> How to give your cat TLC, get drunk and dance all at the one time. It's multitasking at its finest. It really is. It really is. My cat would hate it though. She's so grumpy. Well, I think that's enough about me now anyway. We're here though today well, yeah. to talk about um, a certain family um, that is, um, let, let's just say it's one that I, I'm not a humongous fan of. Um <laughs> For, for context to this, when I say they're not my favourite, um, they kind of freak me out, which um, is a very um, weird thing to think because, yes, if you've been listening and following, we have done a full entire episode on Michael Myers, an episode about um, a Valentine killer um, and an episode about a man-eating plant and um, about a, a demon barber. So... This is a this is a moment now where you're like, how can this freak you out? Um, it's a PG, Lola. It's a PG. <laughs> but it's okay. For ages eight and up, and this is the one that freaks you out. Honestly, when I had to re when I had rewatched this, I was sitting there going, and it was one of those feelings I just felt so uneasy, and I was like, clutching the pillow. <laughs> I, was, I, I was actually sitting there thinking. Do I have to? Do I have to? I was like, no, I have to. I have to. I was like, but oh my gosh, I don't know what it is. I was just like, this is an awful lot for me. I was like, I, I don't know why. I just, I think like, do you know what? Growing up, I was a big Scooby-Doo fan. And right. they appeared, they appeared in Scooby-Doo at one point. But I don't think they were that creepy in Scooby-Doo, but I don't know. It's just, they just kind of freak me out. Like, I, I don't really know if it's um, just so much, like, of a, a childhood thing now that I've, like, grown up and I'm like, no, I don't really like them. So maybe they kind of freaked me out. Um, but, I mean, you grew up watching um, Ghostface and Ghostface, you're now, like, yes, but the Adams family, you're like, nah. Like, it's hard to work that out in an equation. America Explained. I just... 
<laughs> I honestly, I, I like watching it. I was like, it was just like so, like it's so eerie and it's so like creepy and like freaky and things. And I'm like, I, I don't know if it's because it's the sense of like a lot of it is like they find fun in things that aren't fun. Like yeah. it, it's much, it's much more of a which isn't a bad thing, but it's one of those things where it's like they are finding fun and doing all these things. And I'm like, that's not meant to be fun. Like, and, and in a sense, if you think about it, all these other films, it's not fun. It's like terrifying mm-hmm. and scary. But there's in this, it's like one moment that stands out for me is like when Wednesday goes to see her brother and she's got like a Michael Myers kitchen knife kind of mm-hmm. knife like that and then um, Morticia goes is that for your brother and she goes yes and she goes oh no we will not be having that and takes <laughs> off her and then puts her hand up and picks down this big humongous like axe like knife and I was a- like axe cleaver com- combination thing that is <laughs> I-, I was like this is a lot I don't know if it's also like the hand and I'm like that's just it's creepy it's, it's, it's a lot I know it's the most weirdest thing in the world it's like, it really is it like, really is this is probably going to be one where people will be like are you drunk? no no, no. not at all it's just the caffeine it's just the caffeine I know it's like I had to drink coffee today at one point in life which doesn't happen often do you not drink coffee? no I don't actually drink it that much <sighs> but I thought I would treat myself to an eggnog latte today so I had a wee eggnog latte um, and I was like hmm, treat, have a wee have a wee gander. I was like oh, go all out here have a wee eggnog moment and now you're not going to sleep for the entire weekend I know I know I was like I'd be like up going I'd be like tomorrow I'd be like oh my god how'd you paint your face I'd be like oh I don't know it paints somehow they are just I don't know but what is it then so if I find them like very creepy and very like eerie and mm-hmm. just it kind of makes my skin crawl a little um, what is it that um, draws you to them and that you love so much about them I mean, for the sort of very reason that you find them scary, I find incredible, it's so endearing. Like, it's the satire of it that just get like, this idea that they flipped this perfect American family ideal on their heads and the way that they show that they're the sort of in love, happy family. And But to the outside world, it's completely bizarre. And I don't know, I think, well, that and, okay, I've... My wardrobe has been black, black and more black clothing since I was age 13. I think my mum said was when I sort of started not to like the clothes in like the normal shops. So <laughs> yeah, I know I had to ask her this the other day. I was like, mum, when did I, when did this start? And like, it's been going on for over half my life now. And my wardrobe is still entirely dark colors like I'd never have to do a white wash it's fantastic <laughs> like one wash all in um so I I just I'm drawn to the aesthetic so much I like I love a sort of classic classic horror spooky aesthetic it just mm, that is where my taste level is at its happiest I think that's cool to see it's like a a comparison point of how it just like makes you feel so makes you feel so yourself and so happy at that yeah. point and that is one thing I would say about these films um that kind of is like a a very similar thing I probably could relate to in a sense is that it is a movie 
a message that probably hides underneath it all is that being yourself and just staying true to who you are no matter whether you stand out and stick out and it wasn't until she went it was a part in the first film that I realized this was when um, they they went to the play and um, the teacher tried to show them all these things and yes. they were like, this this child did this, this child did this. Yeah. But, um, Wednesday did this. So um, she was <laughs> like, oh yeah. And it was like, do you know what? It's like, she's standing out from the whole crowd, but she's still being herself and she's just like not caring. And I think that's the thing. And a good good yeah. message. Um, not that there's not more good message and other things to take, no. but for me, I was like, that's something really that puts a sense of being yourself and being who you are. And probably... Yeah. In the sense, you probably could relate a little to, like, in a queer sense. So, if they were at like a family that kind of got ostracized yeah. and, like, kind of in a way bullied in some sense and all that, although they they gave back a lot more worse than what the bullies were given at times. When you see parts of things, they are so oblivious to the outside world, and it's completely this sort of bubble that they've made for themselves. And it's only when you take them to these outside settings like the school or even the charity auction where you see just how like extreme they are as a family, but it makes complete sense at the same time. It's there, it's it's them. They are authentically Adams. But that is the good thing about it is it does show you that just stay true to who you are and don't like even when other people are trying to change them and stuff like that and mold them into something else it's like they're not actually well that's probably more on the second film um yeah. where they tried to, like Wednesday kind of tries to like blend in with the other girls and stuff like, and then realizes this is not for me um and I think that's the thing it's like you don't have to fit in like um like like a favorite musical of mine once said to um and a tagline for that is the best way to fit in is to stand out um that is that's a good thing like if you just stand out and be yourself and people love you more rather than Mm. trying to be a kind of fake person or blend in with something that isn't making you actually happy definitely and as well I think it's important for like this is a family film and I do think that sort of elements of horror and this dark aesthetic have their place in a family setting because it you know it teaches kids about acceptance as well of not just of themselves but of others and it's a it's a really fun way to sort of mask a serious message as well I think that's the thing like you see it's it's a cool way to do that and you're getting to then find it in a more like a different way rather than being this like fun bubbly movie it's a much more darker movie but still telling the same message that that other movie would tell, um, which yeah. is a good thing. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to the the first one of the of the movies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, before the Adam Family started out as a you know, as a TV show, and they appeared in animations like Scooby Doo and stuff like that. Um, but they went on to have their own live big live action movies and um, big blockbuster ones um, with um, Angelica Houston in them. Um, who I think when you watch it, it's like the the perfect actress part to play it. Like just thinking mm-hmm. over it in these and thinking over it in the witches. Um, yeah, and stuff. You're like, you can see how well, like, she is good of an actress. Um, and kind of, like, slightly off topic for a, a brief wee second, just because we're, we're talking about her. Um, have, mm-hmm. you saw, have you saw the new one? The Witches? Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't yet. I'm, I'm so scared to, because I love the book and I love the original one. And I just, oh, I don't know. I'm so conflicted. 
I watched it um, after recording um, the last podcast uh, when we spoke about it kind of briefly. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it, and do you know what? I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like I knew your yeah. adaptation. I didn't hate it, but I, um, I would still say the original one is so much better than that one. Um, I was like, I just preferred the transformation in the original and stuff like that. Yeah, your transformation isn't as good as the older one. Um, I've heard that. I, I think it's just the whole sense of how more like monstrous they look in the original than mm-hmm. they do in this one. They kind of still look very human in that sense rather yeah. than being looking like a witch. But you know what? There was parts of it I enjoyed. It was it was it was mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah, but yeah. I'd say I'd watch it again. Obviously though, she played she played the Grand High Witch, and then she played Morticia Adams. I love that the film starts off with these carol singers. Like you know, it kind of gives you the the opposite vibe of what the film's actually about and in, in that moment um, and i kind of love that because it's kind of like uh it is showing you that um contrast between both because it's like all these carol singers just smiling and bubbly and then it it kind of lifts up to them on the roof like wanting to get rid of them and purely kill them you know like oh this is this is this, this is what this is and it is kind of funny too and i think that it kind of sets out a good tone for the movie yeah, that you're, absolutely it does and you're about you know when you look at like when the scenes outside after that, the black tar is always visible on the houses. I love that. I love that so much, especially when like they're leaving the house when they've been kicked out. You can see the black tar, and I, I love stuff like that. Detail, detail, detail. But that's the thing when they play into detail, and I think there's a few things like later on they play in like detail in like, the first film alone. I love that there was loads of like lines and things. For me, there was a lot of lines that stuck out quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if one of the first kind of wee lines that stuck out to me was, I don't know if it's exactly the lines, um, do quote unquote that I was writing these notes as I was watching the movie and things. So I, if I've got any quote wrong, I do apologise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't feel I have to say spoiler alert for any of this. I, I mean, I've already I'm, ruined I'm, it. <laughs> I know, but I also feel like in the sense of, like I say, if, if you're going to listen to a podcast about a movie or about anything, then I feel like you kind of will have seen them or hopefully will have seen them. If not, then more fool you than anyone else. Um, yeah, they've been around since the 90s. You've had time. Exactly. Everything, everything we spoke about so far has been around for like a while. It's not... Um, mm. It's not Nothing is new yet. Um, there may come new ones. Um, never know. Mm-hmm. Um, some new new fun ones that we might talk about um but i love the feelings of a song that's like um you were wild white like a wolf last night and it scared me do it again do it again and i was oh. like oh okay it's but the the love the sheer love between gomez and morticia like i always say i'm showing my age here now because I, I back in way a few years back like when you were shipping people there was an otp you had one true pairing and gomez and morticia adams are forever my otp that is what i want in life i think the uh, that is the thing like you can see how much they do love each other and you can see that on screen mm. like the bond between them and stuff and i think that's really cool because you are seeing like a a loving like you're seeing a loving family who are doing things that aren't so loving to each other at times that you're like <laughs> but they are all loving for each other and mm-hmm. they would do things for each other if they ever got in trouble and things like that which you obviously see um, yeah as films progress i love that their whole like um look and aesthetic like it's so creepy and it's so dark and gloomy um 
and I think that's the thing it just like it, it sets so a tone but it's so it's so creepy and eerie but obviously that's the way um, the film's meant to be in and, and the big contrast between anyone else that comes into their lives mm. um, throughout the film um, one thing I think that's and I don't know if this is what creeps my little is that nothing is pretty or perfect not that I'm saying I'm pretty or perfect in any way shape or form or anything or, or model or, Lala Fierce, your smile is beautiful. <laughs> so I could not resist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it was just one thing. I'm just like, nothing, everything is all just messy, out of place, creepy, and it works. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't know if I could live in a house like that. I and, want to live there. <laughs> That is not like a, a sense of like a big head. I'm like, everything is so dirty and dusty and nothing's in the right place. And I, I'm not saying I'm a clean and neat freak, right? But cl- there's there's some there's a line of cleanliness and messiness uh, and a different tone. And I'm like, cobwebs, everything. Like when they open that door to Uncle Fester's room and it's like, uh, how long has that been like that? What? What? I'm like, okay, didn't think to clean it in case he came back. Like, um, and they didn't clean it when when he does come back. I'm like, okay. no, but you would. No, but that is a big part of like a grieving process, isn't it? Though, like, you wouldn't, you don't necessarily want to leave it. And they've got that hope that he's going to come back. So why would they? Why would they put a thing out of place? You know, it's like when you kill someone, you're not meant to move the body. Or wait, no, not when you kill someone. <laughs> ah, when like they. <laughs> Oh God, if you kill someone, feed it to the pigs or <laughs> whatever. But like, you know, when when there's a crime scene investigation, but you're not meant to move the button, you know. Oh my God, I've gone a complete tangent. I told <laughs> no, I got what you mean. I got what, I got where you were going with that one. When, good, when you good. have like crime scenes, so you're not good. meant to move things in case. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think it was just like, everything was so like, like even like stairwells and things and all this. It was just so, so I was like, Oh, this is and the rug, like, the polar bear rug moved. Yeah. Rug. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is um, <laughs> a lot. I'm like, I would, I would say I'm a person who likes to live and I like to know where things are. Things have a place and that are in Yeah, you, you, your room behind you is definitely tidier than mine. <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> considerably it's just, so. It's just one of those things I'm like, I know where things go. I know where they have to be. And I'm just like... Yeah, don't think I could live in a house like that, but it's just up here, right? I'm like, I mean, do you know what? If you want to live I bet you they know, I know, I bet you now that they know exactly where anything that they want to to put their hands to is. I'm sure if you told them to fetch something, they would be able to do it. It's like me in this room. It's like when you see the room in there, um, they're looking for the the finger trap um, Mm -hmm. and they're they're going through the body and they're like, here's here's uncle's um, summer wardrobe, winter wardrobe. Here's uncle. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. It's like, what? And then they're like, oh wait, here it's here. And you're like, I'm just like, nothing's in play. I was like, maybe a little OCD like point there to the I'm like, this Uh, this is far too much to me. I'm like, where's Kim and Aggie? Get them in. But then like the cleanest place is the vault and the sort of room under where Gomez has his places, the contrast there. I'm like, but that's like amazing it's sense. I'm like, is that Mm -hmm. really under your house? Yeah, I feel I feel lake and river, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I would not put it past them at all. Like that doesn't seem strange in the slightest in the context of the Adamses. They have an entire cemetery out the back as well. I know, and the, the cemetery is like in a sense very creepy because they have like 
when she takes um, Uncle Fester to walk, it, it's funny because she's like, so here's how this one died. Um, one got um, torn apart by four horses limb by limb and mm-hmm. the actual statue is missing limb by limb. And I'm like, yes. I'm loving how accurate that was and how, like, that is a good thing about it because it's like you're telling me, Sonia, it's like it's very accurate, it's very to the mm-hmm. point, and you're like, that's art, that's loving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and the Fester had a pet vulture. I mean, of all the pets you're going to have, you're going to have a vulture in that family. Exactly. You're like, some of the things you're like, who's your best pal? Hand. What? Just a hand. Yeah. A hand on its own. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like when they did the original TV series in black and white, and I don't remember when it was, but they literally there was a hand in a box, and that was a character. <laughs> like that was what someone got paid to do was to be this hand in a box. Which I think it's so fun. I imagine that scene. So I, I got this really big TV role. It's great. It's fun. Okay, and then you watch TV show and go, but you're not on it. Bam. Yes, I am. I got I'm waving to you every two seconds. <laughs> Your mini wee hand to like, hey, you know. yeah. <laughs> oh, but we already like we kind of touched up in the sense of the things where they they find fun and things that shouldn't be fun, like playing with knives and like shooting like, crossbows with things and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, like there's so many things you're like, that's not a fun thing to do, but you're finding the fun and joy. Like, do you know what you do? You you have fun. Um, but I'm just like, okay, okay. Well, I think as much as I would find like video gaming or sport or anything like, I just you know wouldn't do it. It's not my, it's not my taste. It's not authentically me. And why would they, why would they do anything that they didn't want to do? I mean, you you could not tell them what to do. You could not tell them what to do. Yeah, and I, I think you can see where you can't tell them what to do when they have like the swimming part in um, the second oh my God, one. Yeah. Re- and you're like, nope, she's just not taking it. <laughs> but obviously at this film, um, what, I, I realised that we haven't told you what the, the film, the, the outline of the film, we, we jumped right oh, in. Yeah. We forgot yeah, that we bit. For, for, pretend that we haven't already told you everything that we've already spoke about. The first film is about when an evil doctor learns about an eccentric family's missing relative. She hires an imposter to masquerade as him so she can loot the family. So it's all about trying to steal their money and steal their worth. Um, a banker owes money to someone and now he thinks that her son looks like Uncle Fester. You know, I've never heard that description of it ever. I've always just said like the creepy, kooky, mysterious, ooky one. That's so fun. What, my little description or the one that I read off Wikipedia? The one that you've just read. <laughs> it was off Wikipedia like and then added a wee bit there. Um, a, a, a wee excess point. Oh, too say. But obviously, the man looks like Uncle Fester. They're looking for Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester. Yeah. Um, he then poses as um, Uncle Fester, um, mm-hmm. and, and she sends him in. What What I find funny is is the uh, the scene where they are all sitting around the table for the seance. Um, like it, it's just like a funny scene because you can so see that woman doesn't want to be there she's oh like, my god yeah she's like I'm just here for, for my husband I'm rolling with it and then obviously um, the grandma plays with a hand trick on her with hands and it's just mm. it's, it's a whole funny part but what I love about that scene and I, I think about a lot of the movie obviously like said like the beginning part too is how like tongue in cheek a lot of it is because yes. it's meant to be like such a such a creepy eerie moment where they're, they're trying to call 
call on a spirit of some sort, whether whether dead or alive, to, because yeah. obviously the the he's alive, not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> or, or spoiler alert, it might be. <laughs> Just continue on. Uh-huh. Right, pretend I didn't say that. Not that we've already mentioned his name a few times on this already. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, they, um, and and while they're doing this, um, the the organ is playing in the background. All these like funny. Oh music. yes. I, I feel it just adds such a humor and such. Uh, it's um, completely set up as like this big sort of grand campy affair. It's just it's so camp. It's so camp. I think that's the thing but it just makes it so fun and so cool it's like how how funny it is that whole moment how it's meant to be so serious and it's just it's like this takes away from the seriousness of it but it adds a, like a fun element to it um, obviously as you've said it's a PG so it's not a very dark and eerie film this much no. as, it's, much it's, that seance is kind of like it's every cliche about a seance that you would kind of think isn't it there's the crystal ball there's the it's thunder and lightning outside it, there's the there's the organ it is it is the biggest cliche and I think that's more where the sat- that's you know obviously is where the satire comes from and just I just it's so cool it's so fun and then obviously after that Uncle Fester comes back <gasps> shock <laughs> shock accompanied <laughs> by Dr Pinderschloss I know <gasps> and I, I think that's the thing which is funny is um, how she um poses as a, as a doctor and what I love is how they are the scene where she's like it's fine they're doubting you I'll just I'll just give them some therapy to make them back again and she gives them a therapy list I'm thinking but you don't think it's him because he's doing all this wrong you're upset with him so it must be him you're like oh god yeah yeah and it's the fact that the Adams has believed her so quickly as well they because they want to, it's the hope, they want to believe it's Fester more than any, well, Gomez does for sure. He wants to believe that it's his brother above anything. So he will listen to anything and believe anything. And I think that's the funny thing about it is how quickly, and it's like, it also shows you how slightly naive they are in that sense of yeah. just wanting to kind of just believe things and, and go on with it. If, if you, you obviously don't live in a big house like you've already said you would but would you go live in a house like that was like the big dusty eerie house and things like that would you do you think you could live in it I think I could well, I don't know I think I could learn to live in it I think you can learn to you can adapt and learn to live anywhere quite frankly um and I think I could I mean I'm I live in the countryside I'm used to friggin spiders and all sorts of, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind spy I have a cat that just catches them anyway. So <laughs> my cat just looks at them and goes, oh, oh really? <laughs> no, I'm I like, point them out to, I'm pointing them out to Maple and she's off. That's it. Uh, she's a good I'm girl. Like, Sabrina just sits there and goes, Yep, yeah, okay. You have fun. Go play. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh. oh yeah what about you do you reckon you could do it mm, no <laughs> I, I, I'm saying no I'm saying no I, I, I'm, I'm thinking in the sense of if it ever came to a stage in life where I, I ever got a chance to um, go on I'm a celebrity the answer would probably also be no and I'd be like yeah. no oh my god <laughs> no can't do it can't do it it's too much for me I'd be like the thought of that I'd be like no I'd vote, I would vote you for every single trial and you know <laughs> 
fully am aware that if I ever did that, I'd be, people would be like, it's you, it's you, it's you. And I'd be like, see all my friends back home sitting there that are voting on this phone. And it's like, I know that my phone book, my contacts book is going to become zero after this because I'd be like, did you? I was like, I want screenshots of your phone bill. I'd be like, I'd be like, you have put me through this trauma here, people. I had to crawl through all this and do <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, she see how they do it this year, though, with um, a castle in, in, a, in a British country. And... I mean, that is very much in the spirit of the Adams residence, is it not? Like, it's it couldn't be more perfect. I'd be like, no. <laughs> just, just to warn you, Aunt and Dick, if you're listening, um, please don't phone me ever. It's a no <laughs> okay. <for> me. No. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm okay. <laughs> If you, if you need if you need an I'm a celebrity extra host, I'm here, but um, not not to appear on the show. I'm okay. I cannot. I'm like no, 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 can't do it. Um, I think I think the thing is too. If you think about living there, they also what they get for breakfast. I'd be like, oh, oh no. No. Yeah, I'm vegetarian, so I probably I'd I'd end up doing a full like Loris and Dragula. I haven't eaten an edible in two years, but not today. I am not going home. Not today. That would fully be. That would fully be that. You you'd be like right into the other this, but then I'm like, I'm just like, oh no, I'm like, I'm like, uh, where's the fry up? It's like, where's the good? Where's the good English breakfast fry up? Or, um, I had one in New York. Um, in an Irish pub from in New York and it had like wee potato things that were like wee round potato things that were but they were very thin sliced it was very like crisp kind of potato things that were really good and I was like oh this was great I was like where are these? I was like what is that? I'd be like oh no 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 <laughs> like yes, I, it's grey it's, it's just grey yeah and there's one point as well um, in the film where Morticia says to Wednesday play with your food and she plays oh, with it and that. something I moves in it yeah. and I'm like no I was like I, I was like as I said in um, one of the episodes before I was like we're in Valentine where she bites into the chocolate and um, there's worms and stuff in it and like that freaks me out and makes me want to check the food if I think something tastes funny let alone looking at something that's moving I'm like no thank you <laughs> that's also a reason why I couldn't do I'm a celebrity if they still did things like that it's moving nope I'm okay you can keep those crickets they can crick away let them live set them free but yeah it's a big adventure to go to the vault um, which she doesn't clearly ever remember how to get there because he makes yeah. a, few, a few errors and multiple errors trying to pull the the, the big metal cord to go down um, I, don't, I don't know if I would enjoy that big slide moment of a big drop and I'd, I'm not I'm oh. not I'd love that. Oh no, I'm not a roller coaster person. Oh, I love them. Um, I'm, I'm a wee teacup. I don't mind wee teacups. We ride on the teacups. I'm okay. Carousel. <laughs> I also don't know about that. I love a wee teacup for a moment. I'm fine. Spin me around the teacups. It's a small world. I know. I, know. I can see that for you though. That's the, that's <laughs> the mental image I've got. Right. Oh my god. Go, go on the, Pirates of the Caribbean you'll be happy on Pirates of the Caribbean that's about as much as you can take go, go to a theme park for the day and go on okay there's the teacups okay so I'll see you in a few hours I'm just going to go right there, there's the kids there's the kids land and when there's the grown up <laughs> I'm like no oh I've been to I've been to Disneyland once and I couldn't go on the Tower of Terror the thought of that just gave me the fear I went on it and I hate I hated it. I'm not gonna lie, just I don't like the drop sensation. No, neither do I. I'm I'm here with no. you on that. 
No, I literally spent the rest of the day like going, I don't like it. And like, I was fully like traumatized and I was, I was 21. So. Oh no, I just, I don't like that whole dropping sensation. That just gives me the, I feel like I had a childhood um, like scar from when I went to M&D's once and went on one of them um, and absolutely hated it and just screamed and screamed and screamed to go off it. It's like, this is too much for me, too much. Might be your birthday, but I don't care. I hated this. Get me off it. Not going on it. <laughs> um, but obviously, like we said, like they don't think it's him. Um, well, at least the girls don't think it's him. No. They, they, no. Don't, um, they don't think it's him. Um, but like you say, Gomez is kind of very naive to want to believe that it's, um, it's him. Um I don't really know whether if I had to do a situation like that, like to go in and pretend to look like someone else and be someone else, um, like in reality, like I, I don't know if I could do it because I think it would be very hard to try and fake that personality and things like that. Darling, we're drag queens. It's what we do. <laughs> You're like, sorry. like you, I can't pretend to be, so I can't, can't disguise myself. No, I wouldn't know what to do with that. Are you kidding? kidding me but no I get what you mean and like a non-performative sense I get it it would be it would be a lot harder to like essentially like identity fraud someone yeah because that would be in the sense of like and drag you're doing it for a short period of time whereas for this you'd have to be doing it like 24 7 and um and in a sense for me I always say like I always say my drag persona is just much more a bigger version of me um so I don't really know how much of a like sometimes it seems like a character I, I say that as if I didn't phone multiple people people today going hello how are like I was like oh my gosh the voices the tone there so you're very different is that, is that Mrs Doubtfire <laughs> Hello, it's it's this is Doubtfire. I mean, oh my god, accents are not my forte. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all saw my Gemma Collins snatch game, gals, you all will live through that tale of don't do it again. <laughs> considering, considering you had to speak a line and you were thinking, Are you from Essex? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be. Well, see when you started. You sounded like you were from Essex. Then you sounded like you were posh English. Then you sounded like you were American. Then you sounded like you were Irish. Then you sounded like you were from gosh knows whatever country. Then you sounded Scottish and Australian all in the one sentence. How do oh, you... Oh, shut up. <laughs> it is. It was one of those people were like... Yeah. You, we'll give you the, the, the gold star forever. <laughs> but no, it's a strange one, isn't it? Like, Vesta is pretending to be fester not knowing that he is actually fest it's it's like it's the ultimate fest deception isn't it it's i think that's the thing like he doesn't obviously know that he actually is him no and but he but at the same time he is he's clearly so much more himself with the family with the adamses than he ever is with his mother mother and tully and co so it's but it's so fun as an audience to watch as well because as sort of the knowing ones but then we don't know like I don't, I don't even I don't remember the first time I watched the film I'm not going to lie and I don't remember so I don't remember whether I believed or not that he was faster but I I think I wanted to I, I was I, you know I'm, I was the Gomez I wanted to believe I think and and the whole displacement thing but how she I don't even 
know if she invented that or what, but it's a very good disguise as a doctor. I think it's one of those things when you look at it and you watch it, it's the sense of like, he was so deep inside the believing of what someone else was telling him that he just hadn't realised who he really was. And I think, though, there was parts of it where you saw that he started to realise, like, when he started to play with Wednesday and... Yes, um, Pugsley Moore and started to show him the books and stuff and show him this is this I think you started to see it there where it was like you are so much more like them than you think but that but as well if you remember that playing with the children and getting the children on side was sort of his way of attempting to get Gomez and Morticia on side who were starting to doubt so there was some sort of clever clever thought behind that as well so it was, he was like a mix of the two, wasn't he? Of like Adams and this influence of his mum slash Pindishloss. I think it is a good thing where you can't, like, you see it as a play on the different two characters because mm. it, it's like a sense of seeing one person trying to fit in but not realising by trying to fit in, you're actually being yourself the whole entire time. And mm. that kind of way. There was no, there was no pretend there. It was no pretend and it, and as he got more and more into it like the play it was just it was so lovely to see it was lovely to see and I think it was fun and cool and there's more like fun moments as well in the film as well um like we are obviously you see like we said before they're doing things that aren't fun that should be they think is fun and one thing for me that's really, really funny is when Wednesday goes to let you cook Pugsy and oh my um, god yes Morticia walks up and goes what are you doing? And she goes, I'm going to electrocute him. And then she's like, but we're late for the charity gala. Not <laughs> caring at all at the fact that one child oh, no. electrocute the no, other child no, no. that could possibly kill the other child. No, 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 no. Just the fact of we're late to the charity gala. Mm, and I think yeah. that's the thing where it shows you like how much of being themselves and how much of just like staying true to themselves. So like they're having fun in this environment. You're like, She's like, she's like, she's so, she's just like, yeah, this is normal life, this is reality, this is what we are, and mm. we have fun with this. Um, and I think that's really funny in that sense. Obviously, after that, you kind of go into parts where um, they fully start to doubt him because he's like, how do you take it off from the wee finger trap? And yes. that kind of yes. is the giveaway point of um, it, it, it's not fester or it is fester. Don't know. It's where the doubt is, where like a massive, massive doubt really starts to set in. and that's what then dictates the film for a bit and until the displacement doctor meeting thing and then Gomez comes back on side and... I think it's... Sorry. No, but then Morticia on Wednesday still suspect. I think it's interesting that Morticia is like the only one who isn't blood-related to fester and she's like the most suspicious or maybe that's just the matriarch in her i don't quite know it's probably just a thing of how she maybe doesn't know him as closely and as well as Hmm. gomez does so she's kind of like she wants to believe it for him but at the same time she's like i don't really know i'm not sure she would never have met him would would she she would have never met fester if he was driven away after custer after the summer camp, she, Morticia would have never even met Vesta. Yeah, I think she probably just would have heard like stories and things of him. Yeah. So it's yeah. a very, a very different um, environment point. But um, I also think 
there's moments as well like the, the film moves on and stuff and they, they go to the play that we've been talking about um, I love I love how um, it's so funny how they go for Romeo not Romeo and Juliet they go they go for a, a battle scene and mm. um, they cut an arm off cut and cut people and you have that big um, over the top fake blood spraying mm-hmm. out and things like that and I think it's really funny like when she turns around and she whips the whole entire like yes. front of heroes full of blood and um, all these people are just sitting there sheer shocked like covered in fake blood and then you just see them a few heroes back stand up going bravo thinking it's the whole entire best thing in the night which is what oh, like yeah. I, what your family would do if you think it's you're, you're the best thing of the night even if you're not like they are still thinking do you know what you are the best thing that happened but it is so cool as well because you're seeing that contrast to when they've got like um, the elves and stuff singing the song exactly before, exactly and they're so bored and then they're just like yes this is that this is that violence blood gore come on yeah yeah it's it's what's that it's them like they have no interest in in pretending to like the cutesy songs and nursery rhymes it's it's again it's comes back to that authentic Lee Adams-ness I think that's the thing about it they don't ever portray out of um, themselves at least in this film they, they always are trying to see through themselves mm-hmm. um, and even when they even when they're forced out and they go into the caravan and like Morticia doing the going to the job centre and then into the lo- I love that bit so much <laughs> the the job centre is too funny it's what are your glorious um, spells and hexes and you're like and she's like so science liberal <laughs> arts I'll put liberal arts is what she said I was like I couldn't remember and I was like yeah, okay just like that's not what she means liberal arts liberal arts which is which oh anything gets lumped under liberal arts doesn't it i was like that is so funny um but then but she takes the responsibility doesn't she when they go she stepped really steps up because gomez is tortured with the whole festa situation and then it's morticia that sets up and then she goes into the library to read the story to the children I think that's so funny. She reads it when she reads the story to the children and hands <laughs> on Gretel, and she's like, "Oh, the, the 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 poor the witch was about to fling the children in the oven, but then poor the poor witch got pushed in by Hansel. It's like the poor witch. What do you mean the poor, poor defenseless witch? The poor defenseless witch. You're like, and everyone's thinking." The poor witch. The witch was about to kill and eat these children, and you're like, and then she asks the children, "Now, children, how do you think that feels?" And then they all start crying, and it's it's just it's funny. You're like, oh my gosh, you're like, it's. I think that's a good thing. Like, it does give a good sense of humor. It's not big to the the horror part of it. It gives a very good sense of humor towards it. But it's dark as hell. But like, it's dark as hell the humor but it's just but the the way it's presented in this sort of campy satire way it just makes it so much more digestible and so fun i think as well there's another joke there too when like they're selling lemonade and um she comes up to sell ghetto scout cookies and she goes in oh i'll buy one of your lemonade if you buy a box of my ghetto scout cookies and wednesday goes are they made with real girl scouts she says it was such a straight face because the, the girl scouts asked if they're made with real lemons because she only eats all organic fruits and beverages or something like all natural fruits and beverage organic 
grown and no preservatives or something she's like that it that is the massive contrast between her and Wednesday and then of course the Girl Scout pops up again a couple of years later which is fun I think that's the funny thing and it's good that it's the same actress that plays the Girl Scout oh too. I love it so much I love it so much that is that makes me really happy I love how all that like um, plays together and like the cohesiveness to it mm, um, definitely but obviously before they get kicked out um, they have the big ball the big party where Wednesday oh. finds out it's Uncle Fester and she runs away um, but for me a good part of the sense of that is the mamushka mm-hmm. the mamushka yep. is like a very memorable moment I think it's just a, it's so funny to see that dance. and you're thinking I think during a lot of that you, you're sitting there like as long as we were slightly on the edge thinking oh my god you're about to fling them at him like, and then he catches it in his mouth yeah. and you're like you kind of feel like- on the edge Mm, it's like proper musical sideshow cabaret it's it's fabulous but Raul Julia who played Gomez has, he did Broadway in like theater in Puerto Rico before so it's not it wasn't unfamiliar to him I think maybe I don't know about so much about Christopher Lee who plays Fester but I know that Raul Julia has had a theatrical background so that made complete sense for him to do that and you could tell he was getting his life <laughs> I think that's a good thing like you kind of like um, have that sense of where it, it brings together a more fun side and I think that's mm-hmm. obviously where it um, inspired a musical probably to slightly <gasps> come from and build upon him which we will get onto in a wee, a wee, a wee second mm-hmm. um, but Obviously, you get to meet Uncle It in that part, which is um. Oh my God, cousin It, cousin, cousin It, not Uncle It. it sorry, the, uh, I, <laughs> Uncle Fester, cousin It. Um, because it like it's, I think that's the thing. It's a really creepy sense, but I think what's really funny in that sense too is that how this woman who is like feeling very creepy in this whole entire house yeah. falls in love with this the the person that you can't see their face. It's just all here, and you're like. Mm-hmm. all the people in the family to fall in love right. with, you fall in love with in a sense the most creepiest and most like obscure one of them because you're like it doesn't look like a person he doesn't Not, really exactly. talk well nothing about cousin it is appears human and that's the yeah that's cool it's and I think that's so funny about it I do too and I just like do, do you think she understands what it is saying and like she probably just nods and agrees and goes, yep, yep. Um, what I think is funny in that whole party sequence um, is that you have the twins, Flora and Fauna, um, and they have some, like, some lines that I think it, that you see, like you say, it's a very dark sense of humour and how it's funny when they have lines like, um, I'll call you when I'm alone. You're like, yes. you're never going to be okay. I was like, you you laugh. You're like, is this? Am I meant to laugh? Is not meant to laugh? And and because like, they're conjoined, they're conjoined twins. That's... Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you pointed that out because people probably yeah. like, how's that not funny? Yeah. Like, Con- they're conjoined twins, Flora and Fauna. They are more twins. And I think it's funny too. She's like, you're just a tag along. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and when Morticia goes, you're twice the woman I ever could be, or something like. Twice. I love it. <laughs> it is a. It is such it's such a good a good moment, but yeah, yeah this is a celebration of of Festa because Gomez is back on board with it being Festa and Morticia. I think is at this point slowly coming around to it as well, and and then obviously that's the catalyst for everything going wrong because Wednesday 
interrupts the conversation as Festa's getting ready. And obviously she knows that it's not <gasps> Festa. She knows. So when they go on the hunt for um, Wednesday, Festa stays at home and um, they all come together to the gate and they can't get back in. And obviously then they have a moment where Festa has taken over because the twins told the banker that um, Festa would own everything because he's the older brother. Mm-hmm. Which is a kind of running theme between both the movies um, in a sense because the second movie is also about um, Festa and trying to get yes. the money in the sense. So it's a kind of a very running theme that kind of just slowly is laid out in the end of the first film to then line up for a, a much bigger um, film about that. Um, mm. But obviously, they have that moment. They have the moments that we spoke about already when they get kicked out. And then um, Morticia goes back trying to save the day. Um, And then obviously, um, they they have all these arguments. There's a wee big sequence um, where they fight with swords. And um, Festa then tries to get them to get um, the doctor, his mother, and the banker with a book that is um, a hurricane in a book. Mm-hmm. Which, which is quite funny um, and then obviously he, he opens the hurricane and then um, the lightning strikes him and it reminds him that um, he actually is Fessa and not just yeah. somebody else which which is really co- funny and cool because it's like how he, how he finds out again like the fact there's a whole hurricane in this house and doesn't swallow up the house it's just like it, it's all yeah. like, you're having to like disbelieve for a moment of thinking it's okay it's fine it's cool I'm believing this is um this is happening. You would believe that those books do that in that house, though. You you believe anything in that house, as I've as I've said. Nothing nothing is surprising. Because I think it's nice, like when he opens the book, and gone with the wind, and it's just gushed the wind. Yes, and exactly. At the start, he's sitting there um, towards the end to um, the banker guy, and he's sitting there with with a book open, like with his face, with his eyes shut, sun. and he's like, "Yeah, just getting a bit of sun." <laughs> like, yeah. what? This is like. It's too funny. Um, it is. But obviously Fester then realises he's Fester and it's like mm. happy families all over again. We, we flash mm. down to months later and it's Halloween. Um, and I love that it's funny. Um, and it's funny, but it's not funny but because it's kind of so true when um, Pugsley and Wednesday walk down the stairs and she goes, oh, it's Halloween, you're not dressed up. And Wednesday goes, this oh, yeah. is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac that looks just like everyone else. And that's kind of so true and kind of creepy and eerie in the sense of it's kind of funny and not funny because people like that do actually just look like normal people a lot of the time. Not that you w- would want to be like that ever, but um, people do look like that and it's hard sometimes because you don't ever know what, someone like that would look like because it's which then beautifully links to the second film to the next film as well when you think about it I've literally only just ever thought of that right now I'm having like a massive moment in my brain because obviously like Fester's wife and stuff like that is more of a like homicidal maniac yeah we 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 skip over to family values at that point don't we yeah and it kind of all, all links together but obviously the film ends so happy families were loved up were great and then two years later came a sequel i know a sequel a sequel and of I, course at the end of the first one morticia reveals that she's pregnant because she's knitting the baby grow i got that part i do apologize people apologies 
I, I tried to erase <laughs> Sorry, a lot of they, they freak you out I know they freak you out so I'm like okay I've seen these films more times than I can count so um I'm like I'm, I'm erasing slight parts from my brain <laughs> um, and um, that's your soul you obviously get a sequel which uh, I love like the little teaser for the second animated um Adam's Family film that comes out like next year or something and it's like Wednesday going a sequel so predictable or something like that and it's so funny like it's so turning cheek it's like or so original she says or something like that it's yeah. so funny and it's I'm like Miranda like, Priestley and Devil Wears Prada florals in spring groundbreaking <laughs> it's so it's so funny and you're like there's just so much tongue in cheek in that point sense um well, obviously, you got the sequel, the sequel, which we'll, we'll remember to tell you now. <laughs> the, the sequel, um, Adam's Family Values, is about family members of a st- strange household tried to rescue Uncle Fester from his gold-digging wife, who also happens to be a serial killer who specific... <laughs> come on, come on, you can, you can do this. Who specifies in killing rich men to collect their inheritance. So... I feel that gives you a very good outline of what this whole entire film's about. And we're done. Thank you very much. Beautifully said. First time as well. No mistakes. We got it. (laughs) Exactly. There we go. You've got the outline. Yeah. And I feel you can gather the film end. Happy families. Again, again, again. (laughs) This is the one I remember the most of the two. Okay. I don't know whether I just saw it more... Or whether I maybe grew, I don't want to say a liking to this one more than another one. I'm like, I I, I, I preferred this one. I don't know, I just think... um, At least the summer camp looks a bit cleaner. Yeah, it it looks a lot more cleaner and it's a lot more um, brighter. (laughs) Well, yeah, it is a lot more grounded in the outside world, this one, rather than the the mansion which is basically the entire setting for the first one this one takes a lot place a lot more outside of the mansion so i get that yeah and i i think that that's the cool thing um but obviously in this film you have um the adams family i mean of course you have the adams family the film's called adams family values this is what the podcast is about this episode uh-huh. gosh girls that was a blonde moment to forgive me <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> um, but you come into the film um, Morticia has had a new baby um, They hire a nanny um, To look after the baby And the nanny um, Is someone that you will grow To get to know more mm-hmm. Because The nanny um, actually um, Becomes Very grown and attached To a member of the family Because she realises that um, They're actually a very rich family um, which is the thing I think in the sense of you can see a point of they don't really care as much about money as oh, other people no. do. No, 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 Like you say, you look at their house and probably if you looked at someone's house like that, like not, not judging on purpose of that, but in the context of this. And it's so funny because in the in all of the Adamses, they don't care about the money. It's everyone else that's kept, that is obsessed with their money and their fortune and whatever. So it's it's not it's not their top priority. Family is their top priority, and that's what they put above everything and anything. 
And obviously, it's their family values. Wink, wink, nudge, no. See, do you I'm see what I did there? I do. Wait, I gotta tell see where that moment was going. I do. I do. I do. Oh, um, but the nanny turns out to be a serial killer um, who just marries rich men um, to get their the inheritance. black widow, and. Um, she seduces Uncle Fester, who becomes attached to her, um, and she tricks um, them all into believing that um, Wednesday and Pulsey should go to summer camp. Yes, a- an event and a thing and a place that you would never probably force them to go to because it's completely the opposite from what they would do. Like, it is not... When, when they think archery at a summer camp is like hitting a target, archery to them is hitting a person or an, or an animal in, in, in that sense. And like you say, you've seen the first one where she shoots a bone arrow to an apple that is inside Pugsley's mouth. That's more of an archery, but whether it's in summer camp they're hitting um, boards. It is more just to like cover herself up so they don't start to discover who she is. Um, so they send them to summer camp, um, which is managed by the chipper, Gary and Becky. Oh, Gary and Becky. I, I, I think there's just so many like fun moments um, and you're just kind of like, how it is too funny. The um, fact that Becky is Christine Baranski just makes it so... like. You know that you're going to get a good time with Christine Baranski. Exactly, and you're kind of just like roll, like you're rolling with how funny and cool this film is. Um, but they're singled out by the cop, by the by the, the counsellors, and also by um, the popular the girl. Um, they're singled out by this this girl that you might know as very familiar. Um, she was the Girl Scout in the first film. But she has um, a name in this one. I know. We moved up. She moved up in the world. She's like, gosh, I've got a name. <laughs> Amanda. Um, Amanda, yes. She's Amanda, Amanda Bartman. Um, That's it. So she picks them out, and it's kind of sad because, like, she's picking them out because of how their behaviour and their appearance. And it's like they're just being themselves and just enjoying what they're doing, I think. She like, comes across as the main one completely. Like, they, Wednesday and Pugsley, okay, they're not doing what they're supposed to do, but they're not hurting anyone in the process of it, apart from Amanda, who may or may not have drowned when Wednesday, because Wednesday couldn't swim. And she, she, she didn't volunteer herself for it, you know? She was made to do it, or like she was volunteered for by Gary, and then she can't, so, meh. But they never did anything that would directly hurt anyone. I think that's the thing. Like, you do see that. And it's like, you're not just letting them be themselves. You're trying to, like, mould them into being all like mm-hmm. everyone else. It's like, just like... Come by ours and... Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to work. Well, they're like, they, they clearly don't want to be there. Just let them, like, get on with their time and, like, get through it. And then they can all go home and you can all mm-hmm. live happily ever after rather than trying to, like, <laughs> bully them in the sense. And you're like... It's just not fun, and like obviously you see, like you have the point where they swim, and Wednesday can't swim, and then Amanda nearly drowns, and you're like, well. But it was a way for Debbie to get closer to Fester because the whole reason that Debbie was hired as the nanny was because Wednesday and Pugsley were intent on on harming Pubert. So to get rid of the children, Wednesday and Pugsley immediately makes the job with pubert so much easier so debbie can focus on vesta which is was her clear goal from the beginning 
think that's the thing you can see like there's so much motive in this film but with M. Debbie because she's just want one thing and she doesn't care what she has no. to do or who she has to get rid of like as much as she might just be killing off like the men to get their inheritance so like mm. she would kill everyone else to get there first and she's like she's trying so she's obviously trying to fit in with the family like she's trying to sort of hint that she's or she's hinting that she's like quite macabre herself like when she digs up the engagement ring and she doesn't really bat an eyelid like most people perhaps from the outside world coming in would like all the other nannies that came in initially sort of freaked out and upped it and left and and then there was no one else from the agent there was no one else from the agency and Derby sort of faked her way in right this all the signs were there from the very beginning but because she was so she was so like she was so like the Adamses they sort of didn't bat an eyelid because that's what they're used to that's you know someone who could slot in with them and they they never really questioned that she would have an ulterior motive and oh my god at the beginning of course she says and I have my references so you know I'm not a homicidal maniac and they were like oh no we don't need those you're fine clearly and then she she literally says it as soon as she walks in as I say she gives it right there in front of them but they're so naive kind of to believe mm-hmm. some of these things and they don't really care as much and I love the whole thing with I love with Debbie so much it, like when she when she goes to like renew her passport and all like she she knows right from the beginning what her intention is and whenever she gets out of the Amptons like away from the Adams it's so funny because like even when she's when she's renewing her passport she's like are you travelling alone no I'll be a widow like she is she's so the the macabre humour with Debbie is just on point and so fun it's such a split personality because she's like someone Mm -hmm. else when she's with them but then when she's not it's like a totally different thing and she's not even she's not even the same because when she gets obviously she marries Fester and she has Fester like alone and stuff like that she's completely different because she's like she's got him like wrapped around his little her little finger so she's mm-hmm. kind of not being so nice to him and things like because she's like I just want to get what I want so it's like I was gonna say she, she's she, all she keeps doing is trying to kill him and obviously she doesn't know that he's like immune to electricity when she puts the stereo in the bath um what's the second way she tries what's the second way she tries i forget i forget the oh no the second way she tries blowing up the mansion blowing up the mansion was that only the second time she tried i feel like there was another oh no it's not you're right i'm right yeah you're right it's the because it's when she comes off the plane with Fester after the honeymoon and there's the hearse waiting for her. Where's your husband? I thought he was dead. Nope. And then Fester comes down with like the luau and it's so funny. It's so stupid. I think that's the thing. Like it's so funny and like silly and things, but it still gives you like a great, like you still find the eerie sense to it because obviously it's like, Oh, definitely. What she's trying to like achieve her goal. Her mm. end goal is something that you're like, this is just, it's so wrong, but it's like, it's, that's what makes it and creates that kind of eerie horror sense. She, it, it doesn't quite die so easily. Um, she tries mm. to force him to cut ties with his family and like separate him and take him away. Um, 
from them which is kind of when you see moments of like in the house where she's been like nasty and stuff to them and things and it's kind of sad because you see that a lot and um you're like it's very sad to see a man that she's like he just wants to feel the love and like be happy right all he wants is what gomez and morticia has which is what he you know which is what he says when they're having dinner in that that underground restaurant and Gomez and Morticia are obviously fawning over each other as Gomez and Morticia do and Vesta just Vesta just wants that and she takes complete advantage of him and it's it is horrible like bits of it really are upsetting to see like when the Adamses come round and he's sort of cowering upstairs like that is is complete complete abuse is what it is yeah. like it's kind of like an abusive relationship that you're seeing happen oh, with closing your eyes. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I, I think that's the darker sense that maybe as a child you wouldn't really have thought about as much. Definitely, because now as an adult, when you watch these things, you're like you're seeing the abusive part, and you're like you can see people go through that, and you kind of can see that sense of how not naive that Fester is, but you see that sense of when people are in a relationship that maybe is like an abusive relationship. It, if they just want to be loved in that, they don't want to maybe give it up so easily. So they kind of stay right. in yeah. an unhappy place because mm. they're like, they just want to feel like they don't want to have to be alone. So exactly. as much yeah. as it might be a difficult situation, they're like, I, I just want to stay here and stuff. And it, it takes a while for them to realize, obviously, um, she wants more than just to be in a relationship with you. She doesn't want the relationship to exist or you to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the summer camp is just, it's its so brilliant. And it really sort of comes to a head when, what's the name of the friend? The friend, the friend, the, the friend that went Joel. to oh, Joel, Joel. Yeah, because he comes into it, which is, and that's like the first time that Wednesday really makes a, a friend, like someone she would call a friend because he's an outsider and he doesn't fit in and, and but he's present he's presented in admittedly a slightly sort of more conventional outsider way like a nerd type rather than like a spooky type but they find that common ground and and they help each other and that's that's on personal growth for Wednesday you know she does actually like grow as a character I think that's the thing you do see, like a, a change in growth, and that's kind of something you see more too in the animated um, film as well. With it, mm-hmm. um, she kind of has a lot more growth, and she finds the touch. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit on the the animated one in in a wee second. Um, and um, obviously, the the film progresses on. Um, the the pubert transforms into a blue eyed, rosy cheek, oh, blonde yes, baby an angel. A, a completely different thing from an Adams, and they're like something's wrong with them that this isn't mm. right and they're thinking what is wrong with this this baby shouldn't be turning this this, is, this isn't right because and and the thing is there's nothing actually wrong with the baby no. <laughs> like no. it's just she's a normal baby but because no. of what they're used to it's not that dark since he's turning into a complete opposite and they're like something's wrong here and they're like oh this isn't right but it, it's just a baby growing and and, and that no, is the no, thing. no, no, it's because of Festa. It's because that Festa is not there that Puber has has transformed. And it, it you know, it, I think it's a sort of very obvious way of showing how something like that can have like an, an effect on a family. 
I think too it also shows like how like big changes in children's lives and that can have like a big impact on how they grow up and mm-hmm. I think uh, although it's a very slight um, thing because he's a baby so it's not like you don't know how to affect him but you're seeing that physical like change and stuff like yeah. that in that point obviously we have another play Wednesday gets cast as Pocahontas oh. um, in, in the, the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving play um, which which she refuses to participate in, um, because they're they're sent to camps Harmony Hut, um, but they're forced to watch several upbeat Disney films. Which which I think probably is the thing where you, you think, I, we could put you in the Harmony Hut rather than the Adams Family Mansion, couldn't we? You'd be all right in the Harmony Hut <laughs> I, I with, would, you, like, with your little mermaid and Sound of Music and Annie. You'd be quite happy there, I think. You're living there, going. I want to be where the people are. I'd be, I'd be living my life, you loving it. Be. I'd be like, be. I want to be a Disney princess. <laughs> I see that for you. I see I know. that for you. I could totally be a Disney princess in my life. Oh, darling, you're already there. Oh, we, 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 like, you're you the glitches in my alphabet. Like. Exactly. We're both princesses and queens in our own ways. Pink goes good with green. Exactly. It do- we do have to do that live once. That would be, I know. Would be a really. A, a I'd have to relearn one. the harmony track because I've seen the wrong bit again. But uh, back to Adams, 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 oh, Adams. We, we, we could go off track here. I know. Um, obviously, that seems like hell to people that um, that's nothing that they're into, which probably mm-hmm. you could relate to as a child in a sense in school. Um, there was lots of things that you had to like forcefully watch in school that you probably weren't maybe as such like thing me. Like I'm not saying oh, not even at school, not even at school. Like if someone put like just put Radio One on or radio or whatever, and I'm sat there, it's like nope, nope, nope. Like I couldn't tell you who number who who is in the charts, who is number one in the charts. I genuinely don't care. I don't know. Like, so, you know, I I completely relate. Or like, if you want to put on, I don't know, some some romantic comedy thing, like, I I know how that feels even now. But no, it it is, it is again, trying to change them. And it's obviously not going to work. They are not going to crack. I, I think that's the thing you're sitting there going Radio 1 why are you not playing Scream by Lola Fierce like come on now these tunes are uh, not as good yes. here make me play it yes <laughs> but like that's the thing like you are trying to do that and I think that's the thing you see like you shouldn't try to mould people to be something or not and I think that's a good uh, line that this film um, obviously gives and portrays um, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, it's the Thanksgiving play that Gary has written and it's based on the the first Thanksgiving and Amanda and her friends are cast as the beautiful pilgrims and you know Amanda stays very on book and then Wednesday all of a sudden goes off book um which she'd obviously planned and get and what's Joel Joel I forget his name every time because I immediately think Lucas and I'm like no it's not the musical (laughs) but I no Joel and they all sort of have banded together and they clearly know what's up and they burn the stage and probably the bleachers uh, to the ground at the end of this sort of big speech about about the, di- the differences between between the populars and the and the outcasts essentially is what it is even though it's obviously the pilgrims and the and the Native Americans but 
it mirrors exactly like how people who are on the outside feel so exactly again it, it feels like they just want to like break free and just stand out and kind of not feel like an outcast just feel like they blend in with the crowd which obviously they do break free and they escape via a cat fan um and wednesday gets her first kiss with joel, joel. Um, joel not lucas joel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like different, different, same Adams family, same family, different. Story. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but obviously, then we move on. The film progresses, and then Debbie tries to kill Fessa many more times, like by blowing up them, their mansion, and but he survives. And then obviously, she unveils to him what she really wants, mm. which um, it, it, she's just interested in his money. Um, yeah, um, and him um, dead. And then she goes back and she go and Fester leaves with having been saved by Thing because Thing the hand comes to rescue to the rescue again because it was Thing that alerted Gomez to Morticia's peril in the first one. So Thing is always key. Um, and so Thing comes and rescues Fester and then Debbie follows them back to the Adams mansion, at which point Pubert makes the switch back to his... Um, comb over mustachioed babied self like you know like every adam's baby would be um and then pubert is the one that saves the entire family from an electrocution fate Ta-da! that lovely bit with wednesday at the end and joel they're talking and it's and it's like wednesday's like if i wanted to kill my husband i'd do it i'd do it and Joel said, no, you wouldn't. And went to say, yeah, sure, I'd scare him to death. And then and then it's and then Joel leans down to Debbie's grave because Debbie's oh pure electrocuted Debbie instead. He sort of short fused the circuit somehow. I don't know why I'm doing the action. It's, this is all on video. No one's gonna bloody see it. Um <laughs> but yeah, he electrocutes Debbie, and then Wednesday and Joel are having this conversation and and this is like one of the only references that I absolutely get in my brain. Um, Joel leans down to the grave to put some flowers on and then a hand shoots up out of it and grabs it onto him. Like Wednesday's plan to scare him to death with thing, but that's like, that's the end of Carrie. So it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's an homage to, to the ending of Carrie. And I'm sh- I know there are other little references peppered throughout these films and I know there's one in the animation as well with the red balloon Morticia says there's always a clown behind <laughs> there's normally a scary clown behind the red balloon I think that's the thing you do see like how they pay homage to much more adult um, scary horror films and that's where it becomes a more cool thing about it um, yeah it's fun for all the fun for all the family something exactly. for the kids something for the grown ups it's lovely it is a fun just nothing week. for Lola Fierce yeah not not for Lola Fierce in any None sense for Lola Fierce age, bye you're like no I'm okay but I'll pass um, and obviously you had the Adams family values and um, then you got um, you got a, a full flesh like like most um Spe- not supposed sorry um like most very popular things in the world um eventually if they are very popular and things a lot of things become a musical a musical <gasps> full-fledged musical well actually um, before the musical they had some they had a, like a direct-to-video thing called the adams family reunion 
by which point Raul Julia, who played Gomez, actually died. He died quite young. So they, but then they made like a, another thing, which I've never seen. I will hold my hands up and say, I've never seen the Adams Family reunion because they have Tim Curry as Gomez in this one. And I can't remember. I think only the only original cast member to return is the, is the gentleman who plays Lurch, the butler. Um, but I've, I've never seen it. I think it's, it's one of those ones that was just sort of, it's just got lost in the system. And I, I don't know whether it's particularly good or not, but I know that came. I actually didn't know that existed. And now that, I, now that I see the picture of it, I, I feel like I do recognise it. Mm. You know, when I see the, the artwork, um, as I Google yeah. that, um, people are sitting there going, you clearly didn't research this. Much. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> It's, it's, it's never it, when people think of it they think of they think of the original cartoons by charles adams they think of the tv series the these two films and then maybe the musical if they know and the netflix film that was that came out last year but or this year i don't remember sort of blurred into one but yeah adam's family re- reunion sort of gets swept under the carpet and maybe there's a reason for that yeah, I, there, there probably is. It's um, uh, when you look at what um, things online say it's bad acting, it's awkward, it's cringe, and it's unconvincing. It's not well, because um, you can't replace, if you're going to do it in person with that, what you cannot replace Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. You cannot. Well, we but, saw like when Anne Hathaway tried to replace Angelica Houston in recent times, and it's just um, it's just not the same. Mm, like any, Like any reboot. Exactly. Like sort of, it's yeah. It's not the same. It's not. not. The same. Um, so I do apologise to, to to listeners for the fact that I just missed that whole entire movie, which <laughs> clearly we're not going to talk about because clearly I have not watched that one. I'm like, no, what? I didn't. But no. see, because like you just look at them, like you see, you look at the first two, and like the first two are on Netflix. I'm not really thinking about there's a third one. Is mm. there a third one? I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. And well, just the cultural impact that those two have had alone. Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't know Gomez and Morticia. And when, like, how many Halloweens has Wednesday Adams been like? So you always see a Wednesday Adams costume. You always see Morticia dresses. You always see like the cultural impact that the Adams family has had, particularly as a result of those two films, is ridiculous. That's why you know people still make like the musical and other films of it. It's it's iconic and like I know that word gets water bottle nearly flew over that word gets flown around sort of so much but this I would I would absolutely call this movie iconic just because the first one came out in 1991 like I think it was 91 it was either 90 or 91 1991 and then 1990 there you go 93 and then sandwiched in between those was me because I was born in 92 I know it's like it's like fate. It's like well, you are you are the baby in that and thir- that third film and this f- shit. Sorry, start again. Um, you are the baby in the second baby film because you, but, yeah. you were born within that time frame. To I know, you, you are there. I know. So, um, but yeah, the 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 impact of those and like and people people know of the of the camp scene from the second one, even if they don't know that. Even if they've never seen it, like they will have seen the camp scene, and they will they will have, they will see or like they'll even have seen the the gif of Wednesday holding the match. Like it is, 
it is known I think that we can't see like see with the swimming the bit on the pier like there's so many memes that come out of that that I think yeah. people yeah if you hadn't seen the film you would have saw like a meme used with including them at some yeah. part of it and then you watch um, it and you get context <gasps> exactly you get full context mm. um and then you don't realize there's more films in the, the film no, no 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 I just felt like I had to mention it because I part of me really wants to like just sit and try and find it and watch it one night but part of me is like oh god it's gonna I know it's gonna completely shatter this bubble of gorgeousness that I like and I don't want that to happen yeah I've never even looked for it actually which is dreadful oh no when you when you search on like line it just comes up with like the 1991 93 the animated one and then the tv show it doesn't even come up with the with the reunion no. yeah the fact that i forgot it doesn't even come up on amazon no there we go no. girls it's not, it's not yeah. worth it's not worth your no. time maybe maybe i'll get gin drunk one night and watch it or something <laughs> you're like you get gin drunk and watch it like and for context of people then we're, we're saying that the adams family reunion is just as much worth your time watching as the 2009 Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie um, it's not worth your time watching at all Rob Zombie just... does many things that I like and I haven't seen that film yet so I wouldn't oh my god please don't just don't so, I'll, I'll stick to I'll stick to the music I'll stick to Rob Zombie's music then oh the, the first film is okay but the second film nah just just because he did House of Thousand Corpses as well so it's just it, that one is not worth uh, okay. time of it um, okay fairs but obviously like I said you get the big thing where um, popular things become musicals and um, mm-hmm. uh, as we say from the writers of the award winning um, Jersey Boys um, and music and lyrics by the Tony Award nominated Andrew Lapa and um, had a lot of very famous faces appearing over the duration that the Adam Sandler musical has been out. Um, for the wee context of you, um, the Adam Sandler musical is about Wednesday Adam, the ultimate princess of darkness, is all grown up and has a shocking secret that the goat, that shit bastard in life. Um, <laughs> start again here. Start oh again. Oh God, come on, you can do it. I believe um, in you. I'm, I'm reading it off a script. That's the th- I'm reading it off like the website. That's the funniest thing. I just can't read it. Like, I was like, um, starting again. Huh? From the top? From the top. Um, the Adam Sandler musical is about Wednesday Adams, the ultimate princess of darkness, is all grown up and has a shocking secret that only Gomez knows. She's fallen in love with a sweet young man from a respectable family with his cherished Morticia in the dark will Gomez manage to keep his daughter's secret until the two families meet for a faithful dinner with hilarious consequences join them plus Uncle Fester Lucia Pugsley and a more and more for a heartwarming story of love family friendship with a twist and it also has like orchestras and an extraordinary original score that Adam Samley is sure to entertain whether you are 12 or 312 um hey. I personally have never seen the musical because I'm sure you can gather if they give me the fear, the thought of the musical, even the thought of watching the trailer gives me the, I'm like, no, can't do it. I start it and I go, no, can't do it. And I seen like people who, when it came like to Glasgow, like I think it was like last year or the year before. Yeah. 
and it had I seen people's pictures and stuff and I was like you know this could be really fun it could be cool and I was like I kind of want to I want I want to go see I want to do that but then I feel like I'm like if I put myself at such a I don't know whether I'm going to hate it so much that I'm like please get me out of here please get me out of here it is it is lovely it's it's not very it's not very commonly produced in the uk which is why the tour that happened a couple of few years ago i think it was longer than we think i think just time has blended into sort of one big mush this year um i actually saw it in 2014 so long before the tour I saw it um because I was in Edinburgh for the fringe I did a week's worth of fringe and the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland or Edinburgh I can't remember like the university were putting on a production of the Adams Family musical as part of the fringe program so I I went and I went and I went to watch it and I hadn't I don't think I'd heard, I'd, I think I'd maybe heard pulled at that point, but I hadn't heard anything else. And it is, it is so much fun. And I think maybe for you, you could, you could listen to the soundtrack because like you don't actually see them. So there's nothing like The soundtrack there. freaks me out though, some of it. I'm like, How? because just like the whole, the whole like theme da, to da, da, da. it. I like, it's one of those things it's like seeing some of it I'm like like when you're in Adams and things I'm like I don't know I just don't really I don't know I feel like I'm going to like it's going on tour next year um coronavirus pending um mm-hmm. and oh, yeah it is isn't it I would potentially think about going to see it um, I will come with you and hold your hand I will <laughs> <laughs> slash sort of chain you into your seat so you have to stay and watch it because it's it is it's lovely it's everything about the sort of tone of the films like the sort of family friendly but with the macabre sort of dark humor that that they are that is synonymous with the Adams family but the songs are lovely and like the it, there's the sort of difference in musical styles that a lot of these contemporary musicals do where you know each like the characters have a different sort of style to them like Wednesday and Wednesday and Lucas's stuff is very sort of like pop contemporary musical but then Morticia is like classic classic Broadway style like it and it's it's an alto part as well which I know people sort of scramble for in in like females in musicals but it's such a fun part and the ancestors have the ensemble role so they're they've all got fabulous costumes and they sort of act as sort of materialization of like these con- of like consciences as a character is thinking and they're all like they're always on stage sort of either moving props around or like interacting with Morticia or Gomez or Wednesday or whatever and it is it's a really 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 fun show like it's it's one of those ones that you come out of and you are you are it is a happy sort of movie I know don't look at me like that it is fun it is happy <laughs> giving me the ultimate like i don't believe this for a second you are lying out of your teeth i'm I'm like i will hold you to this this is on recording like i will replay this to you you will come out this show happy i'll be happy and you'll be crying and i'll be sitting there going i don't know how i feel like um 
I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know what it is, but like, I feel like I do want to like be like, do you know what? I'll go to it and I will hold you to that. I, I will, you, we will go and we will see it next oh year. Oh my god, please! And, and please. We, we, we might update you on the the um, the feelings of whether I enjoyed the musical or not. Um, obviously, I did. Um, um, I have heard like a few songs from it. Um, obviously, pulled being the um, most. Um, known song from yeah the- sorry about that I had no idea when I sent you that number that you actually genuinely had like this deep down fear of all things out oh there. no 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 like I can cope like seeing things like that it's just like the whole everything together is like a, a whole <laughs> like a, a kind of like thing I don't know why I'm like like I do so quite funny. like that song that's what I'm saying like I really like the song and I'm like I want to like enjoy the musical but I'm, I don't know as I have a whole of whether I would enjoy it or not so um we will mm-hmm. see whether we just like take a leap of faith um, and just go see it um however hold your hand exactly you can hold my hand and you can be there for me and it'll be like we'll, we'll make it through it um however all I say the the tour doesn't happen to next year coronavirus pending but if you all would like to see someone very familiar right now sing one of the songs from the Adams Family musical, um, singing "Pulled" for y'all, um, you can go check out um, Mr. Fai's um, Instagram and um, social medias, and you might find her singing "Pulled," um, which was part of um, my digital show back in Yay. August, um, celebrating my album. Um, so enjoy that. Go check it out. Um, she's been pulled in a new direction. And I think I like it. And I also lip synced um, "Death Is Just Around the Corner" for another digital show, which is which is one of Morticia's songs from the musical. Um, because I I cannot sing like that. I there's no way I could have sang that one like that is not within my capabilities. Um, but it is it's such a fun song. It, I will say that about every song. They are it is it's really fun and. Any excuse to pretend to be Morticia, I will. I will always, always take. I love that you're like this one's not my range. And the first song I thought of, it's not really my range, and I've tried before to sing, um, but it's like so much fun to do. It's um, so much better from Legally Blonde. A very <gasps> contrast in the sense of a very dark number. So that number going, that's a very difference there from, from a, a kind of more darker horror sense to a, a bright blonde bimble who is singing. I mean, this. I'm like, <laughs> it's just it's so high and it's so like it's just yeah. It's a lot in that final note. It's like 16 beats. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have enough air capacity. Yeah. No. I'm like, it is a lot, but um, I I, I, I love it. And um, it was the first musical I ever saw in London, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Was it? Yeah. I was like, the first musical I ever saw was um, Legally Blonde, the musical something. Oh, mine was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when I was like 10. Oh. (laughs) I know. It was near far in a multi car. Yes, it was at the Palladium and Wayne Sleep was the child catcher. That's what I remember of that. Oh, that is so, I know. That is so cute. I but know. Um, obviously a lot of things like that has changed over the years where um they have gone from being live action to kind of evolving more into the digital age and becoming um animated feature films. Um, like Drag or the Adams Family. 
Oh, everything. Like, everything has evolved into a digital age now. Yeah. Like, has evolved into a digital age. Um, Adam's family's evolved into a digital age. Obviously, we were just following the Adam's family. Like, they evolved into a digital animation and now we're involved into a digital life. We, that. we, we were that. just following it. Um, but you got an animation film which um, is on Netflix, which you all can go watch and name um, Love to Your Heart is Content. I, I actually watched this. Um, without having been forced to watch it I watched it out of curiosity like it was one of those films where you were sitting and it came up on Netflix of um, wanting to watch it and like oh the big I watched it a long ago um, for, for a context for y'all the film is um, members of the mysterious and spooky Adams family Gomez, Morticia, Pugsley, Wednesday Uncle Fess and Grandma are readily preparing for a visit from their even creepier relatives but trouble soon arises when the shady TV personality Magna Nieder it's probably not her name, but I'm just reading it. It's a, it's a tricky words there for me. Um, it realises that the Adams family, eerie hilltop mansion, is standing in their way of dreams to sell all the houses in the neighbourhood. Um, it's the one house she doesn't own, the one house she can't sell, and the one house she can't make money of. Um, and also to her, um, it's an eyesore because everything, and, and again, in the sense of what we were talking about earlier, um, mm. everything looks so pretty and neat and the Adams family is not um, so pretty and neat. Um, <laughs> but that is the thing. And in, in, the, in the animation film, you see like a huge contrast to that because mm-hmm. their house is on a hill and it's also dark, eerie and gloomy. And then you see the town down below. and It's, it's so- literally, it's like Edward Scissorhands, isn't it? You have the house on the hill and then you have suburbia. It's fully Edward Scissorhands. It's it is a great wee moment where it does have like that great contrast in parts of which is cool um, I did quite enjoy like the animation film um, obviously it kind of had similarities to um, the live action films and stuff before yeah. because like Wednesday obviously makes goes to school and is standing out in school however in this animation film instead of just standing out in school and being the standing out person she starts to try to blend in a little bit more um, one part that I love is um, when she goes back to the, the house with a little pink bit in her hair and, and she yes and they, they, they fall into this deep shock as if something horrifically is wrong they're like <gasps> what is that and they're like it's just it's not it's not it's not right it's not nothing's no. right there um, no. and I think that's funny how it's like the one that a Broadway thing like she's trying to do it and then she turns out that she tries to then become more like her friends and look more like her and our friends try to then look more like her and they're trying to like yes. find this they, like they sort of swap yeah they kind of have yeah. a swap sense um, which is the kind of thing where she's just trying to make friends and be happy and stuff but obviously you kind of see that um the realtor is kind of much more dictating how a lot of things go in the town and how yeah. her daughter who for context for people um, Wednesday's friend that she's like more friendly with is the realtor's daughter mm-hmm. um, and it kind of is more like a a contrast in that sense because you're seeing that whole part um, but I actually did really enjoy this film it, it's quite funny as well because their pet is a lion like a physical lion um, which obviously yes. is 
would be harder to do in a real movie a real no they had a they had a lion in the tv series that's like a direct link back to the tv series and the cartoons they had they had a lion in the tv series oh i did not know that so there's Mm -hmm. there's a fun fact even i'm learning today or not not just not just everyone listening learning a little bit i'm even learning some fun facts today for it and when and wednesday's pet octopus was also in the original drawings as well like that's that's not something that was invented for the film either wednesday has a pet octopus or the family has a pet octopus in in the drawings in the original cartoons i think as well oh see so yeah could we fun facts for learning um but uh, I, I did enjoy it too the, the fun facts of when like Pugsy's trying to learn the we'll call it the mamushka um, yes in, in the film and uh, he's just not getting it he doesn't want to and I think that's the sense as well where it's kind of he should just do the Macarena do you exactly not think he just, like <laughs> that was <laughs> solve everything just just Macarena exactly see if you're ever in doubt if you're ever feeling left out in the dance floor if you're ever thinking do you know what i just want to be having fun just macarena mm-hmm. it's a one and a two and a three macarena <laughs> <laughs> hey we got back to that there but I, from the start of it right right into there we i got had back to, to i had to I'm, I'm sorry i had to you understand you understand i got to see the thing but, is you would everyone would understand that like how much love we have for that moment that macarena it's a wee bonding moment <laughs> it really is between that and like musical theater uh, yeah but i love and well as well in this and that again it is morticia who is the one that is trying to to put everything together and it's and it's also the outside threat again that is the one hurting people like it's never the adams that are actually doing harm and hurting people it's always the seemingly normal and stereotypically good people that actually are not that way so uh, it's never judge a book by its cover that is exactly what i was about to say like something i don't think we've maybe touched on is the other no. like kind of theme is we are <laughs> no, it's totally, like yeah. judging by a book by cover it, literally as you were saying that it kind of <laughs> clicked in my head too <laughs> and i was like oh we actually haven't thought of that there i was like no. it's literally like judging a book by its cover like mm. you are thinking the yard these like um creepy eerie people and this family that doesn't um quite fit into the the, the town as well as everyone else does but like you say they are not the people that are actually the troublemakers or the harmers and things like that and Mm. even the moments in like the animation film where they're like we need to take them all out and they kind of like form like together and stuff like that to try and get rid of the atoms and that and um it's like it's not that at all and obviously um at the end all the adams family are there together and they're they're trying to take the adams family house down by flinging like the boulders and stuff and all that and and then obviously they realize that it's not actually them that's causing the hassle like the the women um, is spying on them with all these cameras in their houses and stuff like that and it kind of is forming the factor of like the women that is the realtor is the much more trouble and they realize Mm -hmm. that the atoms are actually just these nice people like they're not actually people trying to get on with their lives and and be a family yeah they're just exactly like everyone else there they're just they're just a family they just have different um likes and different um things that they like to do that yeah and they don't want to dissect a frog they want to bring it back to life a la frankenstein like who doesn't exactly and i think that's the thing where this film is um quite cool and quite good too to show these um wee bits and things off to it all 
yeah and i like that it, it's a nice way to like kind of like it, it like bring the adams family in part to like together is like the sense of like you say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover and not always the people that you think are the baddies are actually the baddies and also to just be yourself and be who you want to be and live your life because that is a much better way than trying to pretend to be something that you're not and watching these films you will see that and see that you just got to be who you want to be beautifully put beautifully put and just just to sort of reiterate that horror and a dark aesthetic has a place in family films or films that are aimed more at children is is like a really a really necessary sort of teaching point because you you replace a goth or spooky family with any sort of outsider like a queer kid or uh, I don't know literally anyone else and their stories would sort of align and they would share the same feelings and it's so important just to be decent people and look after each other and I think these films are a good way to teach teach that in a way I think they are and that is the thing you it is one of those things like we say you're you're judging something by this horror spooky film and it's actually not that in a sense at all it's just that it's a much more family loving film that just plays it in a different way compared to all these other films that you watch but I do like I do like growing up horror too oh no no I do (laughs) I do like growing up horror too I do I do I am cool too <laughs> we we do we do still have all these um all these killers run about cutting people up and things like that. These yeah. are, these are still moments that we do enjoy. Yes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and like um but that is the Adams family for you all. And if you haven't um you can go watch them and check them out on um, Netflix. They are well they are just now on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. listen to the musical which I actually realised the musical was not on um, I just I don't know if it's on Spotify it's not it's, it's, it's not. not it's a really closely guarded well I say closely guarded you can probably find the album in little bits on on a popular streaming site so video streaming site so there's that so yeah you can you can you can check it out go um watch them and have some some fun with your life maybe go see the musical next year um <gasps> when it comes to the, the, the uk coronavirus pending and mm-hmm. maybe like i say we might even give you a little, a little special mini episode of <laughs> my adventure to see that but that's fun my adventure to see the adults family musical i mean that deserves a vlog not even that deserves just a straight up vlog so we can see the fear oh, in your eyes the, the fear of, oh my god please don't let me do this please don't let me do this i'm like no 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 I can feel I can feel it the fear inside already building um but yeah that has been the Adams family there we go see but we'll end it in style for you but it's not quite the end yet so obviously um you're here on the podcast so you're very drawn I am am I <laughs> you're like I'm somewhere <laughs> um, but you are very drawn to horror and you obviously are a very um, horror artist yourself um, but what is it that about horror that draws you so much to it um 
it is it is sort of the ultimate place for the outcasts and the and the people who don't fit in with with the mainstream society and i've all and you know i've been this way since i was like 13 so even well even before 13 i think i found evanescence when i was like 10 years old and since then i've wanted to be amy lee and i still do at age 28 like i i'm drawn to to the aesthetic to the and the fantasy as well like i for me the where fantasy and horror collide that is my happy place rather than just like straight horror like slasher whatever that if there's put an element of fantasy in it and that is where I that is where I, I get my life when it comes to when it comes to horror so and so I guess you could put supernatural like stuff in there as well or vampires or you know these creatures and it's not just horror films that I love it's the aesthetic and the literature as well like Dracula I know cliche goth but Dracula is like my all-time favorite book and I love stories like Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde and Dorian Gray so it for me it goes it goes beyond just the films and it it is the literature and you know my my own sort of personal style and obviously when it comes to drag there is there is no denying that I know my way around a packet of fake blood and a bit of eyeliner just just a touch of eyeliner you're like it goes beyond the scare for you <gasps> see what I did there see what I did I do see what you, I do see what you did there that was a good one <laughs> um, very proud so that is actually interesting to see that it's not just like one specific because a few people it's been like maybe more one specific thing like they've been more like drawn to like maybe like a horror film or something like that this kind of drawn them in more but for you it's much more of a full entire package of like yes. the whole entire elements that horror brings mm-hmm. it's much more it's not just one specific like genre of horror it's not just one specific thing of horror it's much more like everything that horror brings and the whole thing and that is actually really interesting to like um hear yeah, it's like horror and alternative culture and all that good stuff. It, that that's been a part of my life for over half my life now. So it it's where I find sort of people with similar interests to me and sort of a similar outlook on life, I guess. Because um, I think as you know, it's always a lot of the times it is the outcasts and the sort of weirdos that are drawn to that. So. I yes, that's where I find my my people to an extent. <clears throat> Sorry, I was like, <laughs> um, I was like, I had to sneeze. Uh huh. I think that's the cool thing because you you are seeing that like you are finding your place where you fit in and you're just kind of being the authentic self. You're not like trying to fit into a mold and be something that you're not. You're literally just being who you want to be, which is obviously like a a really inspiring, cool thing to see. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people like especially in drag are trying to like fit into a mode of being what they maybe see on like movies and tv and things like that whether it's like you are staying much more true to who you want to be and like just being that kind of artist that you want to be no matter what because you're like I'm just going to do me and have fun and I think that's where 
it's great to see because when you see things like when you see you perform like musicals or when you see you perform other things it's so great because it's like you can see that you are having fun there and that's what makes it much more enjoyable and loving rather than seeing something where you're seeing someone who's not having fun they're just doing it because they want to like fit into this like mold point of it um so obviously horror inspires your drag but what would you say then and what ways does it inspire drag like is it like does it inspire every element of your drag or is it more just like maybe like performances or looks or things that you do um I always say that my drag is inspired by it's it is inspired by like villains and horror and it's like this weird blend of like villains horror and the singers of the female fronted rock metal bands that I've grown up listening to and I perform you know I, I'm a rock metal girl predominantly but occasionally I'll dip into a musical and actually you'll be you'll be so proud of me and in, 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 I did I did Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato in the same mix but then it did also go into Bring Me the Horizon because I was being the evil queen from Snow White so but I did I did Demi and Extina are you proud of me uh-huh, and I'm like oh my god like so good you're like I did something fun and cool there it's like I stepped out my box there for a minute for the I, I did top 40 maybe it's not top 40 now maybe it, you know but I did do it um but no it, I mean Halloween just gone I I was a vampire like I did a full set as a as a vampire with sort of fangs and blood dripping down my chin and my dress so I I, sometimes the inspiration comes from like the characters or the storyline of the film like I've done oh my god so I've done I've done a number as Gary Oldman's Dracula that was that was a number I've done I've done Beetlejuice I've done Adams I've done just generic vampire I've done like evil queen I've done witches I've done like it the list goes on you get the idea I've done like a creepy doll I, I did that with with yous when you came, all came down to Scotland I've done like plague doctor I've done but even but even when I do even if I'm gonna do like uh like a like a Disney princess like I've done Ariel for example, I, when we did a show, The Glitterfy, last year, I did Ariel, but I did her like a sad Ariel trapped under a net and I did a sad Pretty Reckless song. So like I will I will always try and approach it from a sort of, from that horror point of view because that's, that's where I find, that's where I find the beauty. Like that to me, like someone covered in like, blood and black velvet that is the ultimate beauty to me I just think it looks and it's so interesting it's so much more it's got so much character to it and I it's just my happy place or if they've got like freaking horns sticking out of them or the face is like half blown off with like prosthetics I just oh I love it 
I love that you're taking like an approach to like um, mainstream things, like you say, like more maybe more like a Disney thing or like Ariel, but putting your own like spin on it. Um, I think that's a really cool thing to like do, um, because you are like sticking to your true self and being yourself. What one thing I would point out to people, um, when I went down last year to mm-hmm. do the Glitterfy show, um, what I loved was at that show you you did a number from a musical called Mean Girls. Um, I did. I did, and I did, I did. It was so stupid. It was, it was, it was just so good though. Like, like, see, just seeing you have so much fun, like having the corn with your own face on it and all this. I give you sexy corn and you've got corn with and your own face on it. And then I had my face on it. Yeah. And like, it was just like, it was just like a, a, a loving moment. And what I loved there was it's, it's cool to see like how like someone who is like a, a different artist from what I am to see them approach a number that I have done as well and see how like other people take on numbers because I think that's a really cool thing like that's right like I done that number before and um, won a crown (gasps) (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're like put the crown on your hair yeah and what (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I I did um sexy and um it got me to end up doing like other lip syncs obviously stuff to win suck off all stars. Um but to oh, then see did you dropped something. <laughs> you dropped something you dropped something, just just a name, you dropped something. You just Oh what suck off all stars. Yeah, you just drop that just casually, just yeah, okay. No, pick it up. Stop. They've, they've, they've never they've never done one before again after. Oh so. my god, so you're currently well, raining. Oh the country in two years later. <laughs> we love and to see it. We love to see exactly. it. Exactly. Um and I did that thing and it's now cool to see someone who is a um, different artist from me mm. and take a different approach to it. Because it's really cool because then you start to think, how would I maybe do something and take a different approach to it? thinking if I was to do a number like this year like taking a different approach to Halloween like going to Halloween and doing like different looks this year I was like I kind of want to try and push out my comfort zone and see how I would approach things definitely like I yes oh I loved that series that you did so much it was it was it was brilliant it was so it was so good to see you go out of your comfort zone because you know that's what when I'm having like a creative blip I sort of look outside my comfort zone and that is where that sort of gets the ball rolling again I find so I but no I loved that series of yours it was so fun I, I kind of I love just being able to like push myself and think mm. I, I didn't realize maybe I could do the things that I did and I was like oh okay I can actually do this and now yeah I'm, I'm already thinking if I wanted to do this again what would I do who would I do and kind of yeah. looking at a different like approach point to it. so we will see what the the world holds um for the future I love that because you know I love Scream. You know it, that I macarena to Scream so hard. I will always macarena so hard to Scream. I love that you love Scream so much. Like that is a cool thing. Like, and I think that's the thing where you see like one wee song thing. That's the thing that grew us together. Yeah, and, like, you, you you fell in love with that wee song of mine, and then it, it shows like how people who maybe don't have the exact same interests have so much more in common because you're like you would probably look and think. 
I'm a very different artist from who you are as such mm-hmm. and you're like but we had so much more in common like mm-hmm. I, I said that to Glitter too it was like it wasn't until you start talking you're like oh my god we actually love so many yeah. much more similar things yeah oh yeah for sure for sure and like the ironic thing is of course from I just had a thought in my brain from the show when you came down to Manchester was I did the Mean Girls and you did the Devil's Carnival so funny <laughs> the ultimate flip I know I was like I'll do something I, I will push myself here I'll try and do a much more horror infused well, number I, for I, you. Pushed, I, I had to borrow a blonde wig because I do not own blonde still to this day I don't own blonde I'm like, oh, I love a blonde wig <laughs> do you? no I know you do maybe by the time this comes out I might actually have real blonde hair um, I might dye my hair blonde again I've been blonde at one point in my life I do quite enjoy it um, so maybe maybe just maybe um, I might dye my hair black again <laughs> You're like I'm just going back back to my natural woman no no I'm naturally like dark blonde or light brown depending on who you ask oh I didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm oh. yes well there there's a wee there's a wee moment there fun fact well, maybe we both dye our hairs to have a wee change change up mm-hmm what would you say was your um all-time favorite horror movie and why I love, love, love anything vampire is a winner for me. Like, I love Gary Oldman's Dracula. I love The Lost Boys. That The Lost Boys is one of those awesome, awesome, awesome ones. And then, so you remember when I was saying, like, horror and fantasy combined, for me, that film is Pan's Labyrinth, which is one of my top five all-time favorite films and then I love anything Burton like a basic goth does you know um but actually I think my favorite is probably the original Carrie okay I think it's the original Carrie because it's the it's the sort of outsider girl thing that I very much relate to um fortunately I don't have like the crazy religious um parents to deal with um but yeah, I I have a real thing for for the old Carrie, and I sort of see a lot of my younger self in her. So yeah, I think that's a good thing. Like you can have like a film that's your favorite because you kind of like relate to it a little in some sense. Like you see like mm. parts of yourself in it rather than just being like it's my favorite film because I like it. I think that is a good thing when people are seeing like their favorite film is this because they really enjoy it and they love it and relate to it. Or they have like maybe a time where they grew up with it and things like that so I, I think that's the cool thing about it obviously like over the years like horror has like changed and grown um, and something that I'm asking like everyone to see their own like opinions um, do you prefer the more like old school horror movies and like horror or do you prefer the more new age horror um probably the old the old school stuff like when it was when it when it didn't rely so much on like CGI and when it was all the practical effects like I went to see Alien at the cinema the week before last I think because the view cinemas when they were briefly open again they were showing like some of the classic Halloween films leading up to that so I think I could have gone and seen the OG Scream and Halloween at the cinema but I went and watched Alien with my friend and I hadn't seen it for years and it was so good it was like and then to see it in the cinema as well was like, <gasps> like, like, because that is such a suspenseful film as well. And like, I really love a horror film where, like, you don't necessarily 
see the threat all the time and it's not there let's where i i like blair which i like the sort of found footage ones which i know you don't but i i i love i love the original blair witch as well like that that sort of edge of your seat sort of slow burners they really they really get me i quite like those ones I think like I am with you there like see now like a lot of the time they rely so much on CGI that it kind of like sometimes can take away so much from what um, is actually going on one thing that I've said like a a few times and probably now people go you've said it multiple times it's different people (laughs) I'm talking to here Um, so bear with me in this Um, I always always point out this part where it's like um, how like I prefer like the movies to scream rather than the TV show because the TV show became much more like technology based and social media based right. and stuff like that so that's why I'm like the old school horror is just so much better because it didn't rely on all these things and it wasn't mm-hmm. so heavy based on technology and CGI so for me I'm, I'm very with you on that but I'm, like even the computer system in Alien just looked so old because if you'd made because I've not I don't think I've seen like Prometheus and the sort of more modern versions of the films within that series and timeline. So I don't know quite, but for for the original Alien, everything just looked so, so old. And so the technology was was so old, but that didn't take away from the threat. In fact, it probably enhanced it because you couldn't tell what it was. Like when all the binary stuff was coming through, you had no idea. Whereas today it would probably just like flash on or some, you know. So I think there's a lot to be said for, for the old, for the older films with, with the practical effects and the sort of the, the lack of accessible technology. I have saw the, um, the newer area film I've never saw Prometheus but I've saw the one that came like after it or um, I can't remember what it's called like the alien film oh, I can't. Um, mm. I've saw that one and I took out I mean like that is very much what you can probably see now like the comparison of that to yeah. the alien film how um, probably some of those aliens didn't actually exist in those shots where there's in the older alien films the aliens actually had to be there um, probably apart from scenes in certain alien films like the one where she lies on top of the big like um like mother one and it's like the big huge pit of them all and all that I can't remember what alien is in I think it's like the third no one. I can't mm, um, don't remember probably that some of that may have like a CGI-ness to it because there's so many of them but there's so yeah. many points that I'm just like the underwater part in the fourth one where they're swimming through the kitchen and stuff like that there's moments like that I'm just like alien is like a good movie because like you see it doesn't they actually had to rely on physical um, effects and I feel like when you get to see some films nowadays where they do that so you're like you're living in that moment of like you're just still trying yeah. to make it happen yeah. and bring it to life um, which I love um, is there any film um, that or film TV show anything like horror wise that you would like to reboot if you could and why I'm gonna go for another family friendly one actually because um, I I would and this is a reboot read like different but whatever you want to call it. they I would love to see a live action Coraline I would love to see a live action because I heard, I was reading on you know it pops up on Twitter every now and then and everyone's saying Sarah Paulson should be the other mother which I think would just be so brilliant so I I would love to see a live action Coraline. I think it would make a good movie. Like, I do really love that film. Like, that is a really good, like, kind of scary movie and all up with the needles and the eyes and the, yeah. the buttons and things like it's that. It's so visual. So I do think it would be cool to see how they brought that um, to life in 
from an animation to uh, a reality film. So I think that, that actually would be a, a good one to see them yeah. in. I, I think it would be more scary. Like they'd, it would it would suddenly make it even more terrifying. But then, but then I'm so conflicted because there would be so much CGI, like with the mice and the dogs and oh, I don't know. I think it would just depend how they did it. How they yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, well, like actually, because they did the Dorian Gray film with Ben Barnes, which was a bit, ugh, it wasn't a big fan. So like a nice sort of true to the book, Dorian Gray or Jekyll and Hyde, like the classic books, take the classic books and give me that story. It beautifully retold with the sort of lavish period settings and costumes and yeah, give, give me something with a good story. I think that's the thing. Sometimes the story isn't as important nowadays because uh, they just rely a lot more on the, yeah. the scare and the horror and things like yeah. that and the gore. The, the, the story sometimes can get lost in a lot of horror films because they do just think we're just trying to make this a really scary film and you're kind of like, okay, I don't really get the, the story here. And by the end of it, you're sitting going, what happened? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a as long as the horror has is like, part of the story rather than the story and they've tried to fit the story around the horror the story always comes first for me that's what makes or breaks a film I think that is the the thing it's like I, I much prefer a story to like getting to the story having the horror is good but like if you get confused you don't really know what's going on you yeah. kind of start to lose interest in the film and even the scary parts become less scary because you're like I don't really know what's going on here to be following yeah why is this happening exactly mm. um is there anything that has been rebooted that you would um, wish wasn't rebooted? Um, wasn't the biggest fan of when they rebooted Rocky Horror, but that's just me. Like, oh, no, um, I'm here that part. It wasn't the... Like, I wasn't the biggest fan of, of, of the Rocky Horror reboot. Um, yeah, I'll go with Rocky Horror because it's musicals and we do musicals here too. Exactly, we do do we musicals. We do musicals here too. People probably didn't think a horror podcast and musicals would be popping up in episodes again and again, but they have popped up now a few times. So you know, I love that. With that one, um, so it's it's a fun part. Of it, but um, it has been a really fun to have you here and have a wee fun catch up evening and um, enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? Oh, okay. This is where I have to remember. You can find me on Instagram at. at mystify underscore i think i'm at mystify with no underscore on twitter and then glitterfy the show i run we are glitterfy presents on instagram and then we are just glitterfy on twitter i think is there anything that you've got coming up or anything like that you would like to share with everyone (laughs) we're in a pandemic you idiot we're in a pandemic someone find a sonic vaccine so we can get back on stage i know like missing being on a stage is like it's the hardest the hardest part of all mm. um but it was really fun to have you and i've had a lovely wee time i hope yeah. you I hope you all have enjoyed this um, episode of Beyond the Scare, diving into a little more family-friendly um, topic, well, uh, family-friendly for everyone, but maybe not so family-friendly for all of you here. Family-friendly, not family-friendly. Yeah, so. family-friendly, but not family-friendly. We should have that. Was it family-friendly? I don't know if I... <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, wasn't quite so such. Um, 
but it has been fun I've enjoyed it I yes. hope you all have enjoyed it and um, make sure to stay tuned for the next episode which we will unveil during the week um, on our social medias to tell you what it is who our very special guest is but um, I think you should all listen to it very be excited but thank you all so much for listening and thank you so much again Missy for joining me it has been so much fun and I will see you all we'll see you all I will be with you all next week Bye!